Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are continuing in this first full week of December, going through John chapter 13. Indeed we are. It's one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. Is it I because love this of, chapter. Is it because of the love or the foot washing? Well, a little bit of both. The lovely foot washing. The lovely foot washing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> lovely foot washing. Read to us a little bit about lovely foot washing. Very good. So I'll be reading today from the New King James Version. We're going to highlight John 13, verses 1 through 11. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended... The devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, Not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. One of the things I love about this chapter is as it begins, it sets the stage for what Jesus knows. And what Jesus does, even though he knows these things, he he knows the hour of glorification is here. Yeah. All right. Now, in my head, honestly, just kind of this imaginative thing, I think about like, um, you know, you remember when you were about to graduate from high school? Mm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and you a lot of had, excitement. You about only that. had a few more weeks to go. Oh, yeah. And it we, we called little, that when I was in high school. We called that senioritis. Yes, yeah, senioritis. It was like, I'm about done. I don't want to do any more I, work. I, I can't lie. I've seen some kids around the church here, and I think they've already got it, and there's a whole nother semester. <laughs> and there's a whole nother semester. And, and that's true of high school and college. And college. And college. <laughs> but but it's that idea is we're, we're getting to the end, yeah. and it's like, aren't I done yet? I mean, really, haven't I done enough? I, I've really I've done most of it, and now we're about the end, and so maybe I can skip this part, but he doesn't. He's he, the, the hour of glorification is here, and he doesn't have whatever word we might put for senioritis. He doesn't have that going on here. It's no, I'm sticking with it. There's a plan. There's I I love these guys. I am going to love them all the way to the end. Yeah. And so here on this final night together with him before his crucifixion, he offers one of his greatest acts of service for mm-hmm. them, greatest demonstrations of love, and he washes their feet. And also when I think about what he knew and what what was coming, he knew what Peter was going to do. He knew what Judas was going to do. He knew what he had dealt with for the last three years with these guys. And what has he done? All the way to the end, he loves them. It says all the way to the end. Well, I was just going to say of the things that are memorable, 
remarkable. John tells just a select number of miracle accounts, yeah. right? Yeah. But now this is included. Yes. And this is not a miracle. No. But it is truly remarkable. Yes. Because here he is the leader and the master of the feast. And no one should be washing his feet. Excuse me. He should not be the one washing his feet. This act of service is for the lowliest slaves in the house to be performing. Nobody wants to do this job because it's dirty feet. You you making the contrast between the miracles and signs and this foot washing um, service that he offers. Just this morning, my good friend Terry Francis sent me a text. I guess he read this quote from a Scott McKnight book, and it just goes along with what you've just said. Here, here's the quote. And I don't know which book it is. This is just in a text, but it's by Scott McKnight. The will of God is far more often works of compassion than charismatic displays of might. Yeah. I thought that's really... No, that's that, a that great fits. statement. That's well said. Here's this compassion. Here's this service. Here's this love. Here's the will of God. Uh, man, now I kind of want to go off on a tangent about how so many people are looking to be able to perform miracles like Jesus when yeah. what he's asked us to do is love like him. I mean, that's a huge point, isn't it? I get, and, our, and, and here's a sign as well or a demonstration as well of the nature of his kingdom. It's one thing to tell the people my kingdom is not of this world. But, but you know, and it's spiritual. It's not physical and so forth but then the upside down nature of the economy the mm. first shall be last and and he demonstrates that by humbling himself to do this lowly task of yeah. washing feet yeah in a worldly kingdom in a worldly kingdom teachers don't wash disciples feet. kings don't wash anybody's oh, and, feet yes yes good point kings That's, yeah that, yeah which is, of course, who Jesus ultimately is. Mm-hmm. We've been making that claim all the way along. Yeah, and he's going to be talking point. more about that to Pilate when we get to 18th chapter. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is all just uh, upside down here. But, wow, here's a lesson that I need to take. And and my point is that when this makes the cut, I can see why John 11 and raising Lazarus made the cut. Yeah. He raised that guy from the dead. But now this, this also makes the cut. you got to know about this. you got to know about this Jesus who at the big feast and the one he wanted to be at he takes the position of the lowliest servant to kick it all off. And he washes their feet. And then here comes Peter. Mm-hmm. I know we'll talk about this foot washing multiple times this week. I, I want to think about Peter for just a minute today. I, you know, look, I'm just very normal. We hear this in Bible class all the time. I, people are just like, yeah, Peter's my favorite. Why is Peter your favorite? Because he's so relatable. Because all those goofy things he did, mm. I can see me doing those things. And he makes me feel like, I belong here. It's okay for me to be here amid all these really holy, righteous people with their smiles and it looks like everything's going well. And and I know all the goofy, awful things I do, sometimes arrogant, sometimes very sinful, sometimes just foolish. And well, then I come to Peter and I'm like, okay, okay, it's okay for me to be here. But he was always earnest, wasn't he? Well, he always was. earnest, always yeah, oh, yeah. zealous. Yeah. And I honestly, I can kind of see where he's coming from. At first, uh, you know, decorum would stay don't wash my feet. I mean, I ought to wash your feet. I mean, I don't want to wash your feet, but if it was going to wash feet, <laughs> it should be the other it, way around. It should be the other way around. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I got to do this if you want to be with me. Well, I do want to be with you. I so want to be with you. Wash me all over. Dump it, you know, dump the bowl of water on my head. Um, and, and Jesus is like, just settle down. <laughs> yeah. I'm teaching. I'm teaching right now. I'm teaching right I'm now. Teaching right now. He t- here's how this is me just imagining Peter, maybe putting myself in Peter's shoes just a little bit. Um, do you, 
man, from my childhood, I remember the show Welcome Back, Cotter. Did you ever see that? It's a little bit before my time. A little time, bit before your time. But I, I am familiar with some of the characters. Well, do you remember Horseshack? Do you remember that guy? He's a little scrawny guy who's always like, right. oh, Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter, right, Mr. Right, Cotter. Right. You know, he's always wanting to give the and, right and answer. John Travolta was the cool kid. Well, right? he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but this, but you Horseshack. Know, yeah, Horseshack. Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter. I almost see Peter as that guy who's who's wanting to, look, 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 I got, I got the right answer. I got the right answer. It's me. And I've often wondered, did Jesus go to Peter first? Did, did he wash Peter's feet oh, first? And so that Peter opens up with this and maybe some of the other apostles would have pushed back also, but, but they learned. Or is this a thing where Peter's just sitting back watching as the other disciples just allow it to happen? And in, in his own mind, again, putting myself in his shoes, I can see me there and I'm thinking, oh, I know what's going on. This is a test. This is a test, <laughs> and I'm gonna show these guys all up. I'm gonna—they're letting Jesus wash their feet, and and I'm I'm gonna be the one who gets this right. And you know, because I know what the lesson's gonna be. The lesson's gonna be how dare, how dare you guys be so arrogant as to think that the King, the Christ, should wash your feet? Mm. And it's like Peter's like, I got it, I got it. I'm just waiting. <laughs> and then when Jesus gets to him, um, what what, what you doing, Lord? <laughs> are you are you gonna wash my feet now? But here's the thing: he asks the question. I do understand that. I'm with you. I get that. I get why he asked the question. In fact, I'm kind of surprised nobody else asked it. But Jesus says, what I'm doing, you don't understand, but you will. Jesus tells him, you don't understand what's going on here. Right. right. I'll explain it to you. You're going to get it, but right now you don't understand. But Peter, instead of saying, oh, okay, I don't understand, says, no, I understand. I got it. You are not washing my feet. That's not right. It shouldn't happen. Well, he understands foot washing, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That's what he understands. And this just shouldn't be for you. And he understands all things being equal, Jesus should not wash his feet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If this was a kingdom of this world, like you were saying earlier, Jesus shouldn't. But Jesus, so Jesus patiently will Mm -hmm. look. If, okay, I don't have to wash your feet, but if you don't let me wash your feet, you don't get to have any part in me. And I think what's being essentially said there is that if if we could not allow Jesus to serve us, then how are we going to allow him to die for us? Yeah, it, it, he has to do the service he because he's the only Savior. Yeah. He's the only Savior. Yeah, it's, the, you know, I don't get to do this for myself, and this is not something I'm going to do for him. This is something he's doing for me, and unless I'm willing to let him be that kind of Savior— I don't get saved. Yeah, I, and, I just, and and that is something to wrestle with because I, you know, try try to push that pride down as much as I want. I, I I'd rather say I'm saving myself. Or I need to do something to earn, earn this and make it worth it. But no, yeah, I, I I can't. I don't have that. I have to accept that Jesus served to save. So I can I can kind of as you said get why Peter's like, oh well, I do want to be a part of you, but I want all of you. So wash the whole body. But there's still that part of, look, you've already demonstrated you don't understand. Jesus has already had to correct you. Is it possible that what you really need to be doing right now is just saying, I bet Jesus knows how this works. Mm, just listen. Just just listen. Just close your mouth, Peter. Don't don't ask for more. Don't ask for less. Just Jesus is the if if you really think Jesus is the king, if you really think he's the Messiah, if you really think he's the Christ, the one who knows. Well, then treat him like he's the one who knows Yeah, and let him do the thing he's going to do. Let him ask the thing he's going to ask. Let him teach the thing he's going to teach and realize he knows better than me. Yeah. You know, you talk about asking. It looks like the Lord doesn't ask. He just starts doing this. He just does, yeah. And that's what created the confusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but he, but he is going to ask something of them out of this. Oh, and he's yes, going to he teach is. something out he's of gonna, this. He's going to teach them that loving one is, another. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just getting there. And I, here, here's the thing. 
okay, let's bring it to today. Let's make it very practical. I've got this scripture that the Holy Spirit has inspired from God. Jesus said, we're going to read this in the next couple of chapters, that when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to take what I say and he's going to give it to you. Absolutely. I have the testimony from the Holy Spirit that here is the word of Jesus Christ. He's got in it what he wants in it. He's Mm -hmm. got expressed Mm -hmm. what he wants expressed. Yeah. I think there is a point at which I just need to say, you know what? Jesus knows what he wants. Yes. And and when I find in Scripture what Jesus has asked for, let's just keep it at that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to add things or take things away. I don't need to try to... Uh, I don't need to try to figure it all out. I just need to follow him. You're talking about quotes from books. My son Ryan was telling me the other day, and I, I think this came from uh, Donald Miller's Hero on a Mission. And uh, I know I'm not going to get right because he didn't give me the quote, but it was basically the idea that we spend so much time thinking what we're supposed to do is figure Jesus out when what Jesus actually asked is just follow him. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's know, it, isn't he, it? He didn't say figure me out. He said follow me. Yeah. And I think this is one of those places. He, he What we can find him authorizing, let's just do that. Well, like, how specifically should we follow that? Well, like, like foot washing. Okay. (laughs) Well, now here's an interesting thing. I think, okay, so here's the specific question. He says, you guys should be doing this for one another. What he ends up with, though, at the end of the chapter is a new commandment I give to you. And I know we're going to talk more about this on Friday. Mm -hmm. A new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. Yes. What what we have here is a specific to a general. Here is a specific illustration mm-hmm. of the general principle. What we are supposed to do is love one another as Jesus loves us. Mm-hmm. Now, in that culture, a very clear example of service and loving one another was washing yeah, feet. It was standard hospitality. In fact, when Paul's going to talk about doing good works, widows who would be put on the church's role, one of the things he lists is, did they wash the feet of the saints? Yeah. Because that was an act, that was a true act of service. It wasn't just some ritual. It wasn't right. just something that they would do when the church came together. That was a true act of service and love and hospitality. That was daily service, wasn't that, it? Yes. Yeah. And it was a grimy, gritty, just awful one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who, who wants to do this? Yeah. Nobody wants to do this. All right. But what we're supposed to do is love like Jesus loved. Yeah. Love sacrificially. Love even though it means getting our hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Love even though it's inconvenient. Love even though it's humiliating. And I choose that word specifically. I know we make a distinction between humble and humiliate. And we're like, oh, I mean, being humble is good, but I don't want to be humiliated. But washing someone's feet is a humiliating experience. It's not just humbling. It is humiliating. It is saying, I am the servant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do we specifically follow this? Yes. But the point Jesus is making. Now, if washing feet is the service that is needed, then yes, we should be washing people's feet. Yeah. Uh, We live in a day where that's not the service that's needed. But I can tell you a service that is needed sometime is going and cleaning someone's house. Yeah. Maybe even their bathroom. Yeah. uh, Doing that because, well, they've, they've... their loved ones in the hospital and they just don't have time to do this. We're going to make meals for them. We're going to clean their house. We're going to do their laundry. We're going to clean out their gutters. We're going to fix their cars. We're going to do all of these things because we're going to serve because we're going to love. I'm going to spend my time as they're crying on my shoulder. I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice my time. It's, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be the servant. And I think, yeah, we should absolutely follow that. Amen to that. Appreciate you joining us for Text Talk today. We'd love to know what you're uh, learning as you read God's Word. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And uh, Edwin, why don't you close us out with a word of prayer? Lord God, make us servants. Make us servants just like your son.
May we love one another as your son has loved us. And if, if washing feet is what we need to do, if there's the opportunity and that's the service that's needed, help us to be humble enough to do it. But Father, if it's some different service, don't let us uh, make up weird rules about foot washing as if that's checking off the box of what Jesus has here. Make us servants like Jesus, sacrificial, loving servants who put others and see them as more significant than ourselves. It's super hard. I keep repeating it because I so don't want to do it naturally. So I need your strength and I need your help. And I'm sure everyone listening to this prayer feels the same way about that. And so we ask you to be with us and strengthen us to serve as your son did. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.